0: It said it on the screen right now. You just missed it if you're listening to the audio-only version, but earning soon, Grim After Dark, uh, back again this Monday at the very start of LVO month, where we celebrate all things in regards to the Las Vegas Open. This, of course, being Grim After Dark, my name is John. Uh, this is the Frontline Gaming Network's weekly interview show, where we hit the high points of the last week in the Warhammer community and talk to the best players and content creators around the world about the one thing we all love, Warhammer. And man, do I need to edit that down to be less of a run-on sentence because it's starting to really hurt trying to get through the whole thing. This, of course, being Grim After Dark, my name is John. Uh, This is the Frontline Gaming Network's weekly interview show where we talk about Warhammer. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to welcome everyone into the first show of the new year. Uh, Thank you all for the time you've so lovingly wasted on this show, and we'll continue to uh, going forward, so thank you. Uh, We're kicking off LVO Month with LVO Judge Adam Salas to talk the ins and outs of attending a massive event, how the judge system works, and to confirm that your Volkite Contemptor conversion is awful, um, but probably okay with a little bit of work. Uh, My co-host today needs little bit of introduction uh, he's in fact the creative overlord of the flgn who is someone who definitely doesn't want to know lvo is only 24 days away uh, it's Valium half oh hi there don't do the voice do not do the voice what voice <sighs> you know the voice yeah uh danny taking a well-deserved holiday break uh val stepping in at the last minute to uh i guess disturb you all uh with his uh, val robot voice
1: well, I don't know if it's a robot voice. Perhaps it's a more sensual voice. This might be more of a Mike Brandt no- voice. I think that's probably what this is.
0: It's a Kirkland brand sensual voice, sir. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Val, we missed railguns. <laughs> we, we missed railguns uh, by only a few hours. Uh, that's right. And this single gun profile on a T7 model with a 3 plus save took the internet by storm and unleashed more memes than we can possibly handle. Uh, this one, of course, being my favorite uh the good old Godzilla King Kong. Nope, perfect.
1: Uh, it's, it's well kind great. of blew the lead there. You told me it was the first picture. <laughs>
0: awesome. Uh, we'll get back to it later. It'll be exciting. It'll be fun. Anyway,, uh, valve, what's your thoughts on sort of the railgun uh, and any kind of choice memes that you've seen on your journey through the internet this week?
1: Well, um you know, the railgun, I think it, it all things will pass. I think most people will be upset because they have ion cannons on their hammerheads from eighth edition. so, uh, <laughs> You know, that's cool. I sold all of my Tao to Anthony birdsong, uh, IRL, uh, Trazin, uh, the infinite. And, uh, so they're all in Maryland now with ion cannons on them. And, uh, that's a uh, safe distance for me. That's more than 72 inches. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, the Hammerheads obviously almost instantly sold out in the UK GW store. Uh, whereas in America, uh, we are a nation of a more refined ilk, and we're waiting for Richard Siegler to tell us if it's good or not. And we can now go live to the press conference where we anxiously await whether or not to hit buy on our Frontline Gaming web card. Okay. So he is, uh still not arrived yet. Um, okay. I think uh, the second part of the press conference is behind a paywall, but does give you that information. So
1: I'm pretty happy about that
0: uh we hope to hear it any day now and um, we'll go back live as soon as actually, we know anymore
1: can we go back and just have another look there while we wait uh breathlessly yep. now ahead. that that red curtain that is the paywall i've never actually seen it before
0: yep that that is the little art of war it's like uh nick down is here to party and have uh blackout curtains uh in between his free content and his uh, pay content
1: do you think he has curtains he doesn't strike well, me as the kind of guy who has curtains
0: when you live a party lifestyle, you have to save money in some places, and heating uh, or even cooling is one of those. So, you have to have curtains to really keep your house thermodynamically proper.
1: Thermodynamics. Okay, let's move on. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Thank you. Uh, as you guys might have seen, if I was going to keep me on topic a little bit more than usual this week, that's okay. It's kind of like you guys are getting a behind the scenes of what I get to hear every week when I'm talking. That's uh, right. Anyway, Aldari are coming uh, to ruin the game again in 2022. Uh, we're starting to see leaks coming out of the new Aldari versus Chaos box set. We're also seeing some surprising new rules uh, possibly leaked from the Kill Team compendium. Um, here where it says uh, Rangers are clad in long camouflaging cloaks. Uh, Rangers are unappareled scouts, uh, an expert marksman. Uh, naked Rangers aren't something I thought I'd see in my lifetime outside of some terrible Norwegian lore video. Uh, Val, what tactical advantage does nudity provide the Ranger?
1: Well, I uh, listened to a podcast recently. Uh, and uh, in that it described, it uh, was discussing the Dunning-Kroger effect. I think that's what it is. Is that right? Anyway. And uh, there was this bank robber who rubbed lemon juice all over himself and thought that he'd be invisible. So maybe they're covered in lemon juice.
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah, lemon juice, of course, does nothing to spirit stones. It doesn't corrode them at all.
1: Uh, Keeps them clean, course, shiny.
0: <laughs> Mr. Clean style. Custodians and GC, uh, Genestead cults are on the horizon and will be legal at LVO with a full 48 hours in between the official release of the rules and the cutoff um uh, val what are you excited to see out of both books uh what should people watch out for from these different yet deadly armies you have like the tiny elite custodes
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: giant swarmy gene stealer cult
1: yes yes absolutely well from what i understand the custodes uh are golden color and uh usually Perfect. the gene stealer cults are more of a purpley uh yeah, a color uh, so I, I, I suspect that's what you'll see also something about crossfire yeah,
0: yeah, the, the hit 90s board game is back. And Danny and I will be talking some more high of the points from both books next Monday, right here on Grim After Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have any doubt on whether this will be legal for LVO or not, it was confirmed here in this message with what may be, may be my favorite reply uh, at the bottom from Dan here uh, Salty John, of course, saying that the cutoff means that uh, the new custodies and Gene Sear Cup will be legal. Uh, Dan Donnelly. Uh, so the glut of GSC players entering the culminating event of 2021 will be forced to use rules released day of the cutoff. I'm sure these two players are going to be upset if that's the case. Uh, GSC, of course, uh, a very, very high, high popular army. Ooh.
1: Now, now, there won't be anyone uh, competing at the event who will have had advanced access to these rules, right? Like everyone's going to be on the same playing field. Is that correct? So moving on um
0: i certainly am not bringing a genius to their culture or Custody's army it's all even playing field here uh would be real shame if people were to receive those early. i just event. wanted to
1: be above board if only we had a judge in the house <laughs> but anyway uh, well
0: games workshop announced uh, the results of his model of the year contest, with top honors going to balacor uh this is the fifth time in six years that chaos has won uh proving definitively that chaos definitely does not need another wound uh val what are your thoughts on balacor uh, as a model
1: well i think if it proves anything definitively it's that um games workshop does not write rules to sell models you know what
0: i mean fair. to be fair though uh i was like turbo screwed over by a balacor in a game recently uh as i completely forgot that he ignores invulnerable saves um and then i think that's another lesson kids read your books learn your rules because it hurt a lot <laughs> i did not want to lose that character anyway uh a 2022 hype video has dropped as gw released some sneak peeks at Mog and raw a uh, new avatar model new chaos knights and hell must have frozen over because there was also a in there uh val what are your thoughts on this video you haven't watched
1: um um well there's no picture that goes with this well i feel duped um i actually have watched that video okay um Love it. and uh, i see a lot of people like speculating that the tyranid is going to be uh, uh like a shrike i think they're calling it um yep. but it's just going to be uh, a redo like all the other models am i wrong about this like it's just that's clearly just like uh, like a like a trigon prime or whatever they're called and they're gonna look really is, pretty and
0: there is a character tyranid that's been going on for years i think it's like uh the the parasite of blah 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 oh I, I forget the name but that's kind of the art that's come out is real similar to what we've seen with like the wings and the little claws and things so hopefully something like that right. um guys your army's still going to be trash uh it's not going to be great you're, you're going to be hampered by some certain things uh but you'll have a shiny new model that you won't use because it'll be too expensive
1: and one could almost guarantee that all of the uh, things involved in that uh uh, uh stampede thing Crusher Stampede. Crusher Stampede, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. That that was. Bro- yeah, it's, it's Broken Clock, baby. It's like um, a big suburb. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but those will all probably be redone, right? All those models. Or at least reboxed. It's gotta be.
0: <clears throat> well, hopefully, you would you would imagine so. Um, I don't think so.
1: Uh no offense, no. it's not the
0: Red Terror. He he's out, he's fine cast and he is perfect the way he what is. What about old one eye? You know? only only the pewter one is acceptable because when you realize how uh terrible he actually is you can beat your opponent with it I'm in a sock uh finally tonight lvo is this month and it will be bigger and better than ever uh, the full event will be getting live streamed on the flgn uh by our very own service called val and the ocho crew uh Find folks like Adam Camilleri from the Thursday show, Magikarp Matt from Chapter Tactics, uh, Redacted and Kicker from Signals from the Frontline. And of course, uh-huh. yours truly, assuming you will be there. I'm just going to read the whole copy. Why not? Well, I'll be there and helping to make the best M steam you can imagine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steamy. <laughs> you sent me copy. I'm going to read it. Yeah, you're going to get steamed. Uh, this year, we have a bunch of awesome stuff planned. And it ends. Let's go. Yeah. Well, like, what do, do you want to kick in there?
1: I like to leave my my run-on sentences open-ended, you know, just so there's <laughs> never a payoff. Um, kind of yeah, like I the just, show. Kind of like the show. Yeah, no payoff. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I think the, the, the show is going to be pretty awesome. Obviously, um, oh my, has thrown us a little bit of a loop, especially us Canadians, uh, on account of our government getting all antsy and. Locking things down. So hopefully uh, the contingent, the sizable contingent of streamer Canadians can go across the border. But if not, don't worry. As everyone knows from watching this show, I'm an expert at doing remote, complicated streams uh, without <laughs> any issues, technically speaking. So we'll be fine. You're in great uh, hands. Uh, that's all I can say, even if I'm even, even if I am disembodied, if you will.
0: I think uh in this show uh the technical issues are part of the charm so you could say that uh, if omicron like dick punches you too hard it'll be a very charming lvo
1: could be worse uh we could have tentacle issues no
0: yeah that's fair and then we'd get kicked off of uh, twitch probably (laughs) you just don't want to get kicked off of twitch
1: uh val why don't you
0: introduce us to our guest
1: absolutely um So, our guest is a a long-standing judge, perhaps uh, one of the longest-standing judges at at LVO. Uh, He's been uh, termed uh, Latin Gandalf by our very own uh, Peter the Falcon, for some reason. Uh, He's uh, been on a show called TFG Radio for many years, although it sucks since the producer left. Uh, Let's see here if I can actually press the right buttons. Put your robot... Tentacles together for Adam Solis. Everybody, look at that <laughs> seamless transition.
0: Oh,
1: I didn't that everybody. intro <laughs> at all. He's not uh, even muted. <laughs> Amazing, oh, Adam. My God. Uh,
0: welcome. Uh, you are, of course, not only like a judge for LVO, uh, you have your own podcast. Uh, you're yes. a writer for Battle of Lost Souls. You also, uh, Had the misfortune of having to listen to literally hundreds of 40k podcasts with your time there
2: at uh, one point yes
0: uh, at one point uh that's where i first heard of you who who was the poor soul who forced you to listen uh to all 40k podcasts
2: um you know what that was actually uh my my own choice (laughs) um so for those that don't know, I de- did used to write an article that was a basically a podcast review article, but it was also for, it wasn't just for 40k, it was for AOS, Horus Heresy, any game system that like War Machine, Infinity, everything. I I approached Larry, who's the owner of the, of the website, because there used to be one previously and the, the guy had stopped doing it, and we had just started the podcast around that time, so I, it was a way to get exposure for the podcast, basically. And I did it for about Five years yeah it was uh it was
1: it was an invaluable resource when a, for for podcasters like myself who google themselves on occasion uh, <laughs> it was nice to see if uh, anything i did actually made the cut there um or showed up and now now we don't know now we don't know if the, like when new podcasts enter <laughs> the, the arena we don't hear about it something terrible happened you should
2: look yeah, at it
0: i'm out. assuming there was a cat-based accident over there probably
2: i um, do have a cat that i hate so <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, like, yeah, I found out because uh, my my side gig there was reviewed on that. Um, and while I agreed with the meme words you used, it was very cutting
2: <laughs> at the time. Probably, I, I yeah. will... If you know me, if you know me in person, personally, then it, it I'm the same way in person. So, <laughs> just, just, it's it's not like an act. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Val, what's
0: the greatest podcast review you've received about yourself or the best feedback you've received? Because you've guessed it on, I mean, you're not really a 40K podcast unless, Val, you've been on there. What's the greatest feedback you've been given about your
1: performance? Well, that actually raises a good point. Uh, TFG Radio has never actually had uh, the floating head of the FLGN on it. And I've gone to this particular uh, 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 cut screen here uh, just to get your opinion on this, Adam Salls, because obviously you're not the one. Uh holding holding uh the genius of Al Havelfinger back from from your show. I'm 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 assuming it's salty, John. Now I know why I'm really on here. That's right. Um it, no
2: because you can actually
0: uh, blame Peter the Falcon for you being on here.
2: Um <laughs> We tried having you on that one time and then you you had a uh, uh, child issues. Oh, blame it on my child. He's not even <laughs> two years old. <laughs>
1: Once you have kids, that's all you blame it on. Yeah, that's fair. Gonna lie. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs>
0: Amazing. So, as Val had stated, kind of at the start here, you are like a longtime judge at the mm-hmm. Las Vegas Open. This month, of course, being Las uh, LVO month, we want to really kind of dig into the different aspects of that event and judging a competition uh, where there's thousands of players and like seven of you guys. Um, obviously, super difficult. Um, what are some other things that make judging on such a huge scale? Uh, different than, than your regular, even a GT?
2: Um, on the scale for LVO, it's it's really um, just the like like you mentioned, kind of the management of putting out all the small fires, kind of. Um, there's the, like right now, there's the lead up to the event, which involves a lot of questions from a lot of people. And they, a lot of times they ask a lot of the same questions. Um, it, it's just organizing all that getting getting the the like john puts out a video every year for for the lvo and you know th- deciding what we put in the video what we need to tell people about do we need to tell them about anything you know and then during the event it's just kind of like trying to be everywhere at once with however many people we happen to have we have more people this year but it's i mean it's going to be over a thousand people or around that and it'll never seem like enough now luckily with with eighth and ninth edition it's so much easier to judge than seventh just because of the way the rules are as much as people complain about the rules if you've never played seventh edition then you don't hey you have no right to complain (laughs) so so just being able to get to places quick enough and being able to see people and and respond quickly and we can't please everybody but we try to in regards to answering their questions because someone's gonna get the answer they don't want to hear
1: now, I was uh, you. You mentioned earlier uh, 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 John's uh, pre-LVO videos that he often does. I'm just curious: does he go directly to Ben Stein uh, for <laughs> coaching on that? That's uh, the uh, the economics teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Or um, I don't know how to explain this to someone who's younger than us, but nonetheless, he's got a very dry voice. Is the joke? Um, and uh, you know, I, I feel like Salty John doesn't put a lot of doesn't put a lot of emotion into it. Do you ever do you ever get in, get get over to Salty John and say, "Hey, why don't you get fired up for this
2: video?" It's the LVO man. <laughs> After have to, having to answer all of the questions and and modeling conversions and things like that, I think it, he usually does the video like now, like towards the end, and I, I, that's probably why he puts a little uh, tiredness into it, maybe. So sure destroyed by having
0: patient. to like ask answer 37 questions about contempt or dreadnought conversions.
2: Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> Every year it's something. The last LVO it was Chaplains and uh Thunderfire Cannons. Chaplin Dreads and Thunder Cannons.
0: Say, the second most popular YouTube video I have ever made was a um a funeral, like a, a wake for chaplain dreadnoughts where I was just <laughs> like happy they were finally gone. Uh because that's, that's all legend. the questions. Yeah. Um, and then, and you you say, of course, like uh, leading up to these giant events, you get hundreds of messages. Um, what yeah. would the, what's the most common thing you are hearing right now, question-wise, uh, for question wise? Question wise, um, yeah, yeah, it's a real eye roller.
2: We're, we're, get, we're getting we're a lot about uh, the Crusher Stampede. In regards to like, I guess if we take the Turbogon, that can generate Gaunts. And they're only one wound, but you can't, you're not supposed to have something with less than two wounds in the army. So we're getting questions like that. A lot of the Crusher Stampede, uh, a lot of questions about is X army going to be used for LVO in in this regard. It was Seer Cult, and uh, Custodes. Um, Things of that nature. Uh, We get a lot, we're getting a lot. It's actually weird because there's a lot of Tyranid questions. We get, they got are a few the, about, the most in the
0: most
2: base. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're getting a lot about the Haridon. Uh, because because we answered a lot of these questions over the course of the last year with the other FLG events, mm-hmm. we're getting we're not getting as much in regards to like um consecu- uh the same questions over and over again. Because ideally they should be looking at the uh the the web responses in order to know what's already been answered mm-hmm. so like right now we're not getting any questions in regards to like the cherub or the for sisters of battle or ardent shroud because we answered that over the course of the last year so so everyone should know what what our answer is for sure um, uh,
0: i was going to say just real quick kelsey we're not going to ask about astro cartographer uh, because that is a joke <laughs> army that you can't even <laughs> take legally um so but I think seriously, that what, one is, what
1: like, is your official stance on Astra Cart- <laughs> Cartographer?
2: i have to look at the actual rules. There's probably a way to take them, and someone will probably want to make a whole army of them. So You can't.
0: You That's the problem with army. You literally can't. It's very infuriating. It's a terrible thing. Um, so at these giant events, of course, you have drawn your round one opponent. You've managed to avoid anyone whose name is familiar. Um, but you want to kind of make a judge's call. When should you call over a judge? Uh, these kind of events.
2: Um, I would almost say, not not like whenever you feel like it, because then you're just abuse, yeah. abusing that, that it. thing. But it, it should be after you've gone through, you've exhausted other options. Like if you if there's a rule you're not you're not sure of, you know, look at the ask ask to look at the codex. You know, if, if they have the codex and you can find the rule right there, and then you discuss what what the rule is, what your interpretation of it compared to theirs, if you're still not coming to terms, then you would you might want to call a judge over. A lot of what a lot of people do, unfortunately, is immediately once someone's like, "Well, I don't get it," and they automatically call a judge. The first thing we're going to do is when we go up to your table is to look at your rules, which you should have. And ba- battle scribe doesn't count. What, what about you the is, app? It, or, or, I mean, at this point, I don't even know if the Warhammer GW app counts either, but you should have the codex with you, whether it's in the GW app or it's a, a physical book. It, it, you should have your codex and rulebook on you. Well, at, we're going to ask you, do you, let me see your rules. If you don't have it, it's going to negatively affect our decision for or against you. So you got to be sure you because there's going to be so many people and there's only so many of us you have to be sure that you you exhaust all options and don't just automatically go to a judge as your first option it should be your last option actually
1: the way the, the way i usually do it is uh yeah we'll have a, have a look at the rules but the second we don't have an agreement that's usually when i'm going to judge because i don't like i don't like arguing in circles is that too is that too quick a draw for you but if it's if, if it's just you... like i think it's a i think it's b I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure it's a. I don't, man. I don't know, man. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, if it starts it's to go B. circular
2: like that, you can you can call us and we'll just make a usually just a really quick ruling because you have to expect that too. Don't expect us to like have a debate about the rule. What's going to happen nine times out of ten? We're going to come over. You're going to tell us what's happening. We're going to ask you to, for the for the different details. We'll make a judgment and then walk away. And that's going to be it only for that game. You know, we if we feel we need to discuss it with another judge, we'll do that. But nine times out of ten, we're just going to make a quick ruling and then move on because there will be other people that need a need a, a, a judge also.
1: How often do you just not break stride? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the rolling judgment. It, uh, it actually happens when there's multiple people asking for judges. Or if it's something like really simple. I'll maybe come up. They'll tell me on the way. And if it's something I know off the top of my head or something that's really easy to, to – to adjudicate then i'll just make the rake the ruling and then walk, just start walking away I'll, I'll maybe stop for like half a second and do then you ever have
0: people walking. who are like that they call to go judge you walk over and they're like oh damn it it's solace And no, i don't need a judge anymore and then when you walk away <laughs> try and get a different more lenient judge
2: i have not heard that um <laughs> so it works i'm doing it i wouldn't, enough. I, wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't be surprised Just like any, any like whether it's with school with teachers, or if you play any sports, you know which referees or judges to, to you know maybe you don't want. I mean even even in professional uh, sports, there's certain referees and judges that you just like oh it's this guy so we know what's going to happen, you know things like that of that nature. So I I I've never had it done to me as far as I know, but I mean I'm not going to say it's never happened. Whether it's here for forty k because I used to referee uh, soccer whether it was soccer i know in soccer it happened a lot so um because i happen i happen to throw people out all the time um and in 40 but i can't do that in 40k as as quickly as i can on the soccer field but i i wouldn't be surprised if i get that same reaction from certain players well you say you can't
0: throw people out so like you do have though the opportunity of like the yellow card red card system real similar to soccer like yeah how is harder how is that utilized (laughs) And how much kind of oomph and emphasis do you put in kind of holding up that card for everyone? So
2: in uh, just like soccer, it really depends on the judge and their philosophy. I'm probably a little more lenient at times. It also depends what kind of attitude the player gives me. There's been times where they've like shown me attitude, and I would just tell them, "Right, well, you're just getting a yellow card, basically for (laughs) for disrespecting me." Um, and and then. In the And then when we first did it, that would happen because they would give, they would like angrily answer us, you know, like they're talking to their kid or something. And, and so I would issue the yellow and then they they would change their tune and then I would just say, okay, well, I'm going to keep it there. I'm not going to rescind the yellow then. Um, nowadays it's to the point where people see us coming and they'll, you can tell there's like an attitude change because they don't want to get the yellow, especially because it's easier to get the red because the new new the new way it is now it's two yellows equal a red where initially it was three equals a red. Um, Which for anyone
0: who follows professional soccer, that's ridiculous. I don't know how three yellows equals a red. Uh, two
2: is the classical number there. Um, yeah. So, well, we did th- we do it three because it- we were just starting it out and we didn't want to. But now this year we start we went to two because it's been a few years now. People should know what to expect. And people were kind of abusing it with the uh, with the late list.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they
2: would w- look at the list. They they not turn their list in. Wait till list go live. Look at the list and then take the take the yellow, and then uh, turn in their list because they still have two more they can give up.
0: You know. I will say I'm going to ask you start. this question here. It's going to take like a lot of like thought and memory. Has a single person who has taken an on-purpose yellow to do a late list submission, uh, to see everyone else's ever made the top eight of the LVO? No. 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 <laughs> no. But I just wanna kinda to get, get to confirm that. Like, <laughs> That's Valvo, good. you had something
1: there? Yeah, and yeah, I was what I was gonna say is um I think there's a lot of people who uh like we'll cry, cheater, and, and like all that kind of stuff in, in 40K and get kind of heated. And uh, a little pet theory of old Vals has been that uh, this might be due to the fact that a lot of people don't have sport backgrounds. They have video game backgrounds or or, or game backgrounds where things either are or they aren't. As a soccer referee, uh, you know, sometimes there's five minutes of an injury time. Sometimes there's one minute. Maybe you don't like them you know sometimes it's offside sometimes it ain't sometimes it's a hold sometimes it isn't right there's a lot more discretion and leeway in there do you do you feel like and again this is targeted directly at salty john do you feel like that makes 40k more of a sport
2: uh than uh you know a game in a, in a way yes because especially in the well basically on the competitive side because that's cuz in in my thinking, and which is why we went with the soccer reference, a uh, soccer style of penalties as opposed to like maybe NFL, that's which is a little more cut and dry. Because have you were, want cut and
1: dry? Yeah. Have you ever tried to understand what a catch is? <laughs> but that's, but that's I think that's what I think is kind of interesting on the point is that like, what is a catch, right? Like like and like in sports, like things that are the most like billions of dollars are gambled on this. Yeah. You know, like massive stakes as big as it gets, everything wants to be a major league sport in some fashion. It's still hard to define what it catches. There's a gray area there that that is reserved for judgment and adjudication, which is where someone like you come in. Um so yeah, that's exactly my point.
2: Can I Yeah, say- I think I think it's No, go I think go, in a no. lot of ways it it is it is moving towards more like a sport as opposed to a game. Mainly, mainly and but, but mainly because I think that's what some of the players—that's what the which seems like thats what the players want, because mm-hmm. they want this competitive aspect of the game. I mean, mo, uh, there's a lot of board games have that competitive side. Also, I know uh, um, Ticket to Ride does, Monopoly, all the games we play as as a family games actually have a, a competitive side to it.
0: I really want to see like a hardcore Ticket to Ride player just being like <laughs> the biggest <laughs> dick. There, there was an like issue over train where... placement.
2: There was an issue where a ticket to ride player got caught cheating during a tournament. So oh my gosh. So like for me, like
0: you're saying this, this is the happiest little chillest family game I play with my wife after like our son goes to bed. And like I was like, I can't imagine it. That's crazy. What are your thoughts? Because you are saying you both of you guys here, and this is kind of both to Adam is a judge and kind of valued the way you you do streaming and you're very involved with the competitive 40K. What are your guys' views? And we're going to start with Adam here about the idea of moving kind of 40K in a competitive sense to a professional circuit where you have kind of a, a certain tier of player and then like a an amateur even like a pro am part and
2: kind of separating those out there. I think I don't I would like it. I think that'd be great, but I don't know if that's feasible right now maybe in the future only for a few things one is basically the money involved because there would have to be a reason for the pro people to turn pro also i don't i don't want to sound mean but i'm going to be mean there's not a lot of pro players let's be honest i mean or or pro caliber mm -hmm. yeah there's guys that can win maybe a gt or two but in terms of consistency throughout the years there's not that there's there's not that many people,
1: and I, I don't think be. there's
2: enough people to to create a pro a pro circuit at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we develop it more, it's something we'd have to develop over time, and to, maybe we could probably make one or create one. Because but the money involved, and without like proper sponsorship, I don't think a lot of people can do it to do, mm-hmm. do the traveling. Same with the judges, you can't. You it's hard to get judges of a certain caliber to judge all these pro events. If we have them or to even make the time to travel to these pro events, if there's no one locally, most people judge or or run events just because they, they have to, because no one else is doing it. They may not Mm -hmm. want to, but, or they're forced into it by the store owner because nobody wants to do it. And the store owner doesn't want to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't don't know.
2: I don't know how true that is anymore. I think folks are taking
1: the game a lot more seriously at, Every single aspect of it. I think, like, there's a from the organizer side of things. I think people are are starting to take that that big leap. What I would say is that maybe uh, I don't think we need to get caught up in this like professional mentality. But what we do need is competitive separation. Like, you don't see, uh, a, you know, like, uh, a, you know, a mom with her like running stroller line up at the front of the Boston Marathon. You know what I mean, like you don't, don't give you, people ideas. You know, there's no there's no like there's no like windmill on the on on the putting greens at Augusta National. You know, like these things like the the people who are there to try hard to win the event generally speaking are competing against other people who are there to try hard to win the event. So when you have like a thousand person event, not 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 throwing shade, but I am throwing shade here. The only reason you do that is so that you can have a thousand person event. There's no real competitive reason to do that. <laughs> Um, but if you had a hundred person event of the hundred absolute best people there, and then maybe a, maybe a gigantic event for everyone else. Mm-hmm. I think that's something like, I, I don't understand why we don't separate by skill level. Why, why do you think we haven't done that?
0: I don't know. Well, I, I would to say like, if, if a player like me who again, very, very mid, gets pulled up on a table like round one at an lvo and i'm looking across the table at like a, an art of war guy or i'm looking across the table at like an uneven an alley and i'm like well this was a fun round before it even begins it kind of yeah. it it's there's there's that sense of there's nothing i can do here on that
1: but like but like the the the, the like the terrors of the top tables aren't team happy anymore you know God, like i love
0: that name the, so the guys, much that's a the podcast guys, right there
1: the guys <laughs> who are like good at this game are like I don't know, they all have a very vested interest in not being huge assholes to the random that they play in the first round, you know? So, like, it's probably going to be a really good game if you draw one of those particular guys, but I don't know.
2: Sorry, Adam's the guest. Well, I think, I think what, what John is saying is that it basically you, you you don't even have a chance before you even start when you when you get that mm-hmm. matchup and that's what, and that happens and right now that's just part of the game we've also had years where all the top name players were matched up together in the first round it was really weird that one year that's where we got the classic jeff robinson versus alan along matchup and if we, you know and that one's that one's a good story too only because it's jeff robinson and the way he is um but i think i think it can happen but i i don't think maybe pro is the wrong word, but I, I think it's still, we still need more top tier players than the ones we are in addition to the ones we already have. And I, and I, so I think that's why with more tournaments, you're going to see a lot of those more people rise to the top. Now, for me, it's more for me to be considered top tier. It's more about consistency, consistency of play as a, because yeah, you win one event, you win your local GT, but if you keep on going outside of your area and you, you come in mid table. I mean, how top tier are you, really?
0: Man, just the so- topest, and I resent you you implying anything else for me. <laughs> um, completely natural transition based off of nothing you said before. Nice. Uh, but there are times when people are paired up against someone who has a reputation of being kind of like not above board and kind of mm-hmm. below, like, and has a history of sort of cheating. We've seen sort of players come through that and we've had several players are coming through this season and just uh, having almost flawless records and being very careful about that but you're seeing a reaction from their opponent where they've kind of made up their mind before the match has started about how this match is going to go how do you as judges handle that
2: Um, usually we would uh, walk by their table a bit more often if they have a reputation Uh, a lot I had to do that a lot uh, for a couple players, because they kept on going to all the FLG events that I was judge- judging, judging um, those jerks. But, uh, but, it, and it could also be because they were at FLG events as opposed to like a local GT. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they were fine. What ends up happening a lot of times is, like you mentioned, people are so caught up in the what this person is, their reputation, and they expect something so they focus in on what that person is doing wrong and they try to catch that person doing something wrong In the last couple of LVOs and tournaments there were instances where the the it wasn't the person with the reputation that was causing all the trouble it was actually the person they were playing because mm-hmm. they were so amped up on trying to catch this guy that they were acting like some like they were acting like that guy mhm so the reverse okay. was happening
0: and good it, good friend of mine, last LVO that happened, that the same thing happened to, and he was just like, Look, I took this picture secretly before about displacement. I'm like, dude, why did you do that? I like, am not,
2: not gonna lie, that's what I'm describing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's that's sort of where that came from there for sure. But like But he's not the only one. It happened a couple of times at that same event, mm-hmm. uh, with that same player because that player not, not your friend but the other the uh, play the person he was playing because they had the and they they also had i think uh one they needed to get one more yellow to get a red so when he when he started playing other top tier players they were actively trying to to trigger him so that he would get the the, <laughs> the last yellow but it was Which so in itself is
0: almost like a yellow to them for sportsmanship where yes. like dude, you're just trying to trigger this person
2: yeah so it's Luckily, the the code of conduct covers things like that under, you know, the spirit of the game and and abusing the code of conduct for things like this. So but I mean, he still never made it to top eight, but it was still an issue. And it it, and you go there to try you you go to these tables to try to protect the, the, the player. But it ends up like we just talked about. They get so caught up in it and they let it get in their head and they just should they should just play their game and if there's an issue you just call a judge over and, and resolve it
0: well you got some insane head bubble going on is that for animation purposes or do you have something that <laughs> in there
1: oh i was just i was just nodding along uh trying to make sure that the person who's talking was actually on screen <laughs> okay perfect
0: uh, good times uh the i think the last time i saw the, the, the obviously the lvo judges in person lvo 2020 uh the last big event we we had here um also, I think the most stressed, I've seen a group of eight people, uh, which would be the great BCP crash uh, of 2020. Not, not the one of 2019 or 2018, but the 2021.
2: Or 2017 or...
0: <laughs> Tell me a little bit what it was like to kind of be in that situation where like, ev- uh, you yeah, guys no. are walking around as like official reps, like you are in charge of the tournament and in the player's eyes. And it's like hour five at this point.
1: By the way, just before you start answering this, from the previous anecdote just pro tip just take a just take a cell phone photo of the, the screen <laughs> before you guys advance the round boom
2: no problem anyway, uh, continue. just do
0: that 55 times uh you know
2: 200 players a screen so oh man i think i blocked it out but i, I can still remember part of it. it it was it so something similar happened two years prior where the whole round two was deleted. Um, uh, we were able to get it back fairly quickly. I think it was only like an hour delay or something like that. This one was on such a grand scale. It was almost, I, you couldn't believe it at first. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then yeah. you kind of look around and what are we going to do? And then we start like, okay, well, here's what we got to do. And, and at that point, you're just—you're not really worried about like. You're too busy trying to fix it to really stress out and worry about it. I mean, mm-hmm. we did get some great memes with John, um, because of it. Him on the computer doing data entry, and the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I didn't leave my data entry job to do data entry, <laughs> you know, on, on in Vegas. Yeah. Um, Luckily, uh, Jason Horn, one of one of the other judges, was able to get a system in that we that we were able to correct it, and and yet, yeah, and unfortunately, the the details weren't forth as forthcoming as he should have been. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. so I think that's part of what led to some of the fatigue and some of the, the with the, especially with the players and trying to figure out how to get them to play their games, now that we weren't finishing day one or you know until like midnight or whatever. You know, and and, and in, in the end, it worked out. Uh, people were upset, obviously, you know, and, and they did take it out on us. But as as but there's really nothing we could do about it and nothing I could personally do about it um, except let them vent. Right, let, let's and, hold this back a little bit here. They said they took it out on you guys like you guys. There were, were a few, yeah. My favorite was someone telling me he was a thousandaire and that he didn't need to spend his money at this place. <laughs> he literally said thousandaire like like legitimately literally, this person had
1: a sense of humor
2: no no he said it with a straight <laughs> he wasn't joking he was <laughs> called himself a thousandaire which i use often now
1: i have spent <laughs> like, dozens of dollars on this day <laughs>
0: Like, look buddy if i wanted to i could go finance uh, uh reaver titan right now if i wanted to yeah
1: um there was a I'm I'm am shocked that anyone would have said anything because um well for one I was struggling to get our little gorilla stream up and I was grateful that that round basically was canceled. Uh, but well, Yeah cuz Val you were locked
0: away in the Valatorium kind of yeah. in a like, little hidden room.
1: Yeah, so we were Like I was having, I was having a day as I often do when I do these things. And uh, anyhow, when, when that happened, I was like, ah, great. No one's going to care. Perfect. That's wonderful. And then it took like three hours, which was exactly how much time it turned out. I needed. So we actually, we actually did get to, we wouldn't have had any coverage day one if it wasn't for that. So thanks everybody. But what I was trying to say was that I can't believe anyone said anything because the aura of don't fucking say anything around Reese at that moment that was just <laughs> okay. pulsing out. Like this this, this purple black swirling aura of if you fuck around, I will kill you. They didn't um, say
2: anything to Reese. That's for sure. They said but he done. was
1: right behind and like, like looking as intently at the people desperately trying to fix it. As I've ever seen someone look at somebody, it was, it was insane.
2: This no. was at like day two, like on Sunday or day three, when people were were coming up to us to to well, it was funny. We had as equal amount of people complaining e- about it, which I understand, and equal amount of people of basically thanking us for struggling through all of that and getting it, you know, done. So, you take the good with the bad. It, it, I get yelled at it or called a name at every LVO or at every tournament I usually go to, but it's I'm used to it by now. What's your uh, favorite name you've been called? I think the thousand air one is is the one like, I always. It wasn't being called a name, but just saying that I was too stunned to respond. To
0: be honest, you gotta say okay. Was this a person who looked like that was an achievement, so like 18,
2: 19 year old, or was no, it kind of like no? This was ha- older than me, and I'm pretty old, so he was probably <laughs> in their sixties, early sixties.
0: Oh. oh, you know the most popular person at the 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 fantasies the most on popular the, the demographic, stuff. yeah. <laughs> Terrible. I, yeah. I will say, I, I doubt those same issues will happen again this time here. Uh,
2: There's a, we have a contingency plan, J- Jason Horn, our judge, but in the conting- contingency plan, in case it does go down, I mean, let's be honest, for when it goes down, uh, so ho- hopefully we won't have to use it, but it's there no. just in case. But
0: it's there now. Uh, yeah. Though there still will be a giant purple hate cloud aura around Val. Uh, so for sure, don't yeah. go up. and Be like, "Hey man, when's this going to be starting?" Oh yeah, we got a lot of
2: that. Yep. Um, but uh, name just the typical, you know, you know, a hole things like that. It's it's I mean, at least they say it to my face. I guess you know whatever. <laughs> It's a really positive outlook. The, the, my habit. favorite is when they say that and then come back a few hours later apologizing and that and that and they tell me that's not how they normally act. And I'm like, it's okay, good yeah. thing
0: uh, a little game with plastic space toys makes it.
2: Yeah. Way.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, can we uh, reference the fact that we've already pointed out that people cheat at competitive ticket to ride? Like we, <laughs> we, we can stop expecting us to like for some reason be better than other like naked apes that uh, like, like to play with oh my complex can games
0: just, can you just imagine that though like if your your significant other was like oh you're home early what happened it was like oh i got banned from the tournament I got kicked out for cheating apparently and they're like the ticket to ride tournament like yep <laughs> that's that's the yes. worst uh speaking of kind of like uh just aggressive sass pools uh your your top table is usually smooth sailing uh, your your bottom tables, smooth sailing people having fun and, and kind of just getting to meet new people. Uh, your mid-table shark tanks is kind of where I, I think most of the fun uh, of judging kind of comes from. <laughs> what do you think makes these mid-tables such an aggressive I get shark tank?
2: Yeah, that, that's more or less how I describe it, too. It's like it's never the top or bottom. It's the middle you have to worry about. And I don't know... I think it's just a, their personal sense of accomplishment, accomplishment, especially when they set these goals for themselves to go like maybe four and two, five and one, and they're maybe right now, right now, you know, they're four and one going into this last game. Um, they don't have a coaching service. They don't have if they have a paint service, and then, then the, they should worry about the paint, you know, competition, <laughs> not necessarily playing the game. Uh, I, I don't i personally don't understand it i kind of do and i don't i I know you want to like achieve what your goal whatever goal you set i want to do four and two i want to do five and one you know i'm not going to make i know i'm not going to make top eight but i want to do this well i don't know what it is i don't know if it's simply like a sense of accomplishment because they actually they actually think they're good at at the game and i say that because what ends up happening at lvo is you get a lot of of big you get a lot of big fish small pond syndrome mm-hmm. so now they're going into a deep an even bigger pond you can argue the biggest in the world um and it's maybe it's not working out for them the way they thought it would and that they they st- but they still want a positive record or at least go 500 mm-hmm. you know and, and there's other people that just want to win no matter what you know uh, if i could um i could maybe relate to this voice. really
0: quickly
1: here um <laughs> uh just 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 uh, i would say as the person um who's who's probably most likely out of the three of us to be the one trying way too hard with nothing on the line <laughs> uh for example uh playing against team italy at the etc uh, losing terribly and in a foregone conclusion of a game uh the italian player said to me uh I don't know how you are playing a Euro country, but this is not how we do it in a mine. Uh. Dude, so yeah, can you just I keep think, that
0: Italian voice
1: going like I, the rest of the
0: episode? I uh
1: that's that was actually part of my demo reel for uh, House of Gucci. Um <laughs> narrowly lost uh, on that one. But nonetheless, um yeah, I think I think it's just that 40k is super hard, but it seems easy and it can so easily slip right out of your grasp. And so that makes it really frustrating. Like, I think I was like, I don't know if you guys have ever played golf, but I find golf like that. where Mm -hmm. like, all Mm -hmm. I'm doing is I'm hitting a ball, you know, down that way. But for some reason, when you hit the ball, it doesn't just not go the way you want it to go, but it like spins in like a boomerang way to the right. And it's just the most frustrating thing in the world, even though it seems easy. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe that's, maybe that's where some of it comes from.
2: I think, I think part of it also is, uh, are the faction awards. Mm. Be especially because if you're if you're in the first, second, or third and you're close enough where you can you and you know your opponents are there also, or you not, you know, the people you're competing against, then you may want to try a little harder to eke out as many points as you can. Cause the other thing that tends to happen at LVO, which I think is funny, is people come up to us and say, hey, so and so put down Gene Steeler Cult as his faction. But he's not playing Gene stealer cult, pure Gene stealer cult. Can you change that? I'm like, why? Are you are you like in the running for top Gene Stealer? Uh, ha- I'm in second place. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and that no, that's the first time they told me that. I'm like, and I asked Reese if we could change. It. He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, why not? If if it's true, you know, we double check, and we'll we'll change it if it's wrong, to their correct uh, faction. But we get we'll get that a lot towards the end. But it's such a bizarre thing to
0: kind of think people are on purposely doing like maybe they've been playing like Gene Stealer Cult like all year. And then all of a sudden, just for LVO, they've put in like a little bit of Tyranids and they're just muscle memory going through it. Like Mr. Positive, here yeah. going through it. And then you have like those five or 10 guys are like, he's on purposely doing it so that he can just <laughs> win top Gene Stealer Cult. Like, heck, if I win a like an RTT up here, my wife's like, oh, that's nice. Good job. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's one of my favorite quotes and it applies to ninety five percent of the is is I don't even know the exact wording, but it's basically don't assign malice what you can assign to a stupidity. Oh yeah. Well which is a tribute to yeah. malice tribute, that yeah. which
1: can be explained by incompetence.
2: Much like, like me trying to correct better. your quote no value are our
0: classical quotation expert here on the show that's right but
2: that but that the essence of that quote is is speaks truth to most things usually it's just someone not understanding or not or doing it wrong um but i think i think the 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 uh the faction award which is which i i like but i think that might be part of the, the issue with some players also in regards mm-hmm. to the mid tables because most of those players a lot of them are at those mid tables uh for especially for the more obscure um, or the less utilized factions. Mm-hmm. So. I want to jump in here. Uh, Airborne 248 in our Twitch chat
0: here. Let us know it's Hanlon's Razor, uh, which oh, is okay. never a true... Attri- I can't talk. Never wow. attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. Yeah,
1: there you go. Um, yeah, perfect. Love it every time. I think, by the way, that's that's a good way to live life. Like, like all these people caught up in conspiracy theories and stuff, just.
2: Just a I, lot of dumb people of those out are there, true. Guys. Well, that's because assume most everybody's stupid. So,
1: yeah, that's the conspiracy. Yeah. It's compi- It's a conspiracy of ignorance. I mean, just look <laughs> at me.
0: This omicron is just the firmament shedding. Uh, that that's all that's going on here, uh, and that that explains literally everything. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in the next sort of eight or so minutes. Let's go through how can you be a good player uh, at these events because we've talked about sort of like uh the mid table shark tank kind of the upper yeah. the lower things judges call for like how can you be a good player and kind of maximize your enjoyment at these mega events um
2: don't well for me i mean when I look at things, it's like first of all, don't try to be a special snowflake don't try to have that try to figure out that if you if you want to like like try your best your best shot if you want to do something off the wall and whatever, which I do all the time, just assume you're going to be mid table, which I am. Mm-hmm. Don't. I would try to tell him not try to be. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just go with what works. uh You know, I hate to break it to you guys, but you're not Sean Naden. You know, you're not going to unless, of course, that. you are
0: Sean Naden. Which yeah, I'm yeah. sorry that he said that to you. Because <laughs> yes, that is not um, accurate in that one instance.
2: So you know, try try to go with something that you see works, or maybe just works for you, and then just keep playing that army. It's repetition is what really brings out uh what you do especially as you play against other other army types and other mm-hmm. other builds especially so if you don't want to play dark eldar or any of the top ones like i play thousand sons because i like okay mm-hmm. i play chaos and thousands of cats right now and that's all and i have a thousand sons in death guard but i'm mm-hmm. playing thousand sons right now but i'm gonna keep on just playing, playing the army so i know what it does like i know it how what works what doesn't work you know it's maybe not the best army but i'll do well in tournaments with it you know, don't you know? If if so, if you if there's certain armies that are like that, you don't want to play them. Don't play and play what you like, but at the same time, go into it ex- knowing what to expect with that army. You know, don't right. don't try to win. Okay, I'm I'm gonna. You're not gonna win the LVO with with Tyranids. At mm-hmm. least that's my belief.
0: I'm gonna go further. Uh, the majority of people listening right now, you're you're not gonna win the LVO.
2: That's true. Also. <laughs> only one person only one person can win lvo right shocker um but i think repetitions repetition with the army is a big thing um you don't even have to get full games in you can just play like the first few turns just to see where it would go and then just re-rack and play and play some more Mm -hmm. um i i think that to jump in
0: on this real quick to to something you just sort of said before how you kind of your thousand sons right now but you also do death guard how much further back on the shelf did you push Mortarian uh, when the railgun uh, <laughs> leak kind of came out?
2: Mortarian still gets his uh, yeah, uh,
0: it's got a pain. Uh, so oh. I, I
2: don't, I don't play. I play actually play the Terminus S list, mm-hmm. which you oh. can't take Mortarian. So, and I don't play. Uh, I never. I don't play. Uh, I play twenty Rub- uh, Scarab Scaraboth uh, occult Terminator list. So. You monster. So I don't use. Uh, uh, mm. What's Magnus. Yeah. So I don't use the big guys in general because they already die. So, so <laughs> I mean, a big rogue guy's not going to matter to me.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm going to say airborne 248 mortarian does get minus one damage. Uh, more often than not, that doesn't matter uh, a whole ton.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. I, inter- I interrupted no, you to okay. kind of get your opinion on that. Um, I mean, if you may have to bite the bullet and play one of the meta armies if you really mm-hmm. want to do well. Whether it's uh, you know Grey Knights, Drakari, um, even Sisters of Battle, still uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. So, so it, it it's really what you're what you're willing to sacrifice in terms of, of how you want to play the game. Mm-hmm. Like I won't play those armies. I'll play armies that I like, which will mean which means I'm always going to be mid table. And if you're going to do that, just realize you're going to be mid table. Mm-hmm. But if you want to try. Think-
0: Something to yeah, throw in here really quick. Uh, huh? Again, Airborne in our Twitch chat. Let us know. He says, I know I'm not making top eight. I want to have six fun games. Make some friends. Otherwise, I'm dropping close to a $1,000 to be sad that I lost a tournament I was never going to win.
2: <laughs> um, there's a lot of people with that attitude about being sad, though, unfortunately. <laughs> and I think,
0: like, if you were to just take that quote that I just said from Airborne, uh, that is 100% the way to go to LVO. Uh, I disagree.
1: I think oh, you go there oh. and you try your balls off. <laughs> and i think that's what i think that's we play 40k guys it's the stupidest sure. game in the on planet earth you it sure is, it's not it is right yeah. <laughs> well no ticket to ride pretty affordable okay you get you buy one box set of that you're good to go maybe there's some expansions maybe you want to like get a, a ticket to ride expansions. balkans there's
0: edition expan- or something Ticket to ride europe has won europe yeah sure won Scandinavia. wherever
2: trains go Scandinavia. okay that's wherever not the trains, point yes
1: all right there's lots of tickets lots of places to ride them okay warhammer is just it's a stupendous game i think we can all agree on this so we're all try arts here so mm-hmm. go there and play your balls off give everyone a good game don't be a dick don't be a dick about it but try your balls off yeah or not balls if you don't have balls please just put please a lot don't of effort dick in is what it. i'm saying because what? if you're a dick about it
0: i'm in the mid tables that's where i will be living i don't want to play you if you're being an ass please
1: just yeah just hmm. don't be a dick about it yeah love no, I think it that's yeah pretty good
2: that's like, good like, if you look at the mo- almost all the top players, they're, they're, when you play them, they're fairly nice. Shockingly so. Yeah.
1: so this, this actually raises a, a question that I was mulling a little bit, which was, um, you know, I don't know. Have, have you been there since the beginning doing the referee thing?
2: Uh, the I started uh, judging LVO with the third, the third year. Oh, okay. So now, well,
1: anyway, that's still an interesting spread of, of champions. What have you noticed most? Like what will be the most conspicuous change in "quote unquote" top table behavior in the time that you've been watching the game develop? Because uh, you know, like those last five years have been really the uh, the beginning and and evolution of competitive
2: forty k. Um, so far, because these guys also go to the mo, you, most of them also go to the uh, mm-hmm. other FLG events, they're a lot nicer to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early in the early days, is when we got like. Uh, uh, Harrison winning one year, um, then we had the 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 Tony the don't Tony me bro <laughs> issue that brought about the the code of conduct. Um, but as, no, as actually, a, the, the
1: that was ATC that brought about the code of conduct, but
2: no it was a do
1: uh, tony tony getting tony, tony, tony should have brought about the code of conduct but it did actually happen well,
0: okay. until atc no, <laughs> did they call it ha- a judge it to... on these two stories to see which one is the accurate
2: one you should the accurate one is the one that actually worked on it because we worked on it after after the tony thing well i don't know i mean there's working and there's working
1: okay you
2: know <laughs> who actually worked on it let's raise our hands
1: i don't have hands we
0: haven't we haven't figured out the animation technology to raise Val's hand yet. Richard so.
1: Richard, <laughs> fix it. Also I still can't turn. <laughs> um Okay, oh, cool. It's not it, like it, I it, didn't, you know, hang on Reese's every single word for every single signal from the front line, even when they broadcast it twice a week. And that I'm such to a big fanboy. Oh my god.
2: Yeah. Um they yes, so step so, up so it, your game. It's been a, uh, it, it's, it's evolving from, you know, tough as nails, you know, no, no quarter given to more, almost like a, like they're playing at their, at their, their friend's house mm-hmm. while they're playing. Oh, well, they house. all live in the same house now, right? So, <laughs> so, I mean, the <laughs> so, so with that, so it's, it's not as, as contentious as it's been in the past. Um, I mean, that could always change depending on who gets there, but so far, mm-hmm. knock on wood um it it, it's funny well as you go toward the final it's still the top eight getting into the top eight and the shadow round uh, a little bit contentious because it is the shadow round Mm -hmm. and we can't talk about what happens in the shadow round oh but i want to now let's talk about what happens
0: in the shadow round (laughs) yeah that's daddy
2: because danny Danny stays up for that
0: Whose whose idea was it to call it a shadow round? Uh, was it we a giant Yu Gi Oh fan,
2: or was it? No, we just called it called it that because it takes place. At, it's part of the tournament, but not part of the tournament. Mm-hmm. The round does not contribute to your to your uh, ITC score. So how, those people were playing an extra round for nothing, just to get into the top eight. How how do you think that's going to go this year? With like like I
0: think 11, 1200 tickets sold. Like a certain amount of people are going to be undefeated. We
2: won't know until we get actual numbers. What's your know. worst case scenario? Everybody shows up and we have 1,200 people. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if, after a certain point, uh, I want to say it's 1,156, but after a certain number, you'll have mm-hmm. more than eight or more than 12 undefeated. So we want to see how many show up, and then they'll, they'll determine how we do the shadow round. Mm.
0: So th- there you go, guys. Everyone show up for LVO to make this math <laughs> as difficult as possible. Um you're not uh, gonna be in the shadow round most likely, so it's just gonna be fun watching other people stress and compete. I'm sure Danny will appreciate that. no oh, for sure. I think my, my favorite LVO story, uh going into twenty twenty, a couple of our friends were going to Danny and they're like, Hey man, you're gonna make top eight and I just turned around and be like, No, you're not. And then he's <laughs> like, Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm like, no, 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 you you're totally gonna and we're like, No. No, you're not. Again, because uh, Danny has the the benefit of knowing that, and hopefully, God, fingers crossed you don't mind I say this, like knowing he is a big fish in a small pond. Mm. And then when he goes out there, yeah, he does well and he plays a tight game. Uh, but it's a different level and quality of opponents that he's not exposed to on that kind of a frequent basis. And I think that's the best way to sort of look at it. Yeah. Yes, you are a big fish. Yes, you have all of the RTT wins, and we're very proud of you but you don't have the exposure to the top level of play that we're seeing. Uh, and that in itself is shocking, uh, particularly something I've noticed, especially just watching uh, the, the Ocho, watching uh, FLGN uh, coverage of these events, is the movement shenanigans are just insane. And I'm like, I can't wrap my head around that. It's yeah. bizarre.
1: That being said, because everyone is in the same pool um, and is playing everyone randomly, um, swing for those fences cowboy like you Do just it. go out there and play as hard as you can because yeah. there's always someone who at least makes the shadow round is like what the f- is the shadow round I had dinner plans
2: <laughs> uh, and there's always someone that makes top eight that, that looks that has that look on him that like how did I get here
1: and that could be you that could be you so it that's, uh,
2: <laughs> that's like a one in a
1: thousand chance right why not
0: your eternal yeah. optimism uh on that there to kind of really balance out my internal pessimism as, over, as the over great the system
1: as the great herm edwards once said you play <laughs> to win the game you don't just
0: play it just to play it that's yeah. what i've been doing wrong this whole time yeah that's right uh, about as we wrap up here about what other questions do you have with adam while we have him on here
1: um okay um do you think that the um uh, LVO judges chat is as close to a dark cabal that controls 40k as there is. I could tell you, but then I have to kill you. Aha! Can't kill someone that's already
2: dead. <laughs> Unplug you. That inside doesn't count. Ouch. Womp womp. I womp, do. Have, womp. I do have a favorite LVO story because I know that's what we talked. We talked about real quick, Love and it, it. doesn't. Do it. it doesn't involve 40k at all. Perfect. So, uh, one of it's our friends went to Elvio on yeah. round, day two. He he misses his first round. He misses his round, round uh, the morning round, the first round of the day. Come to see him later. I tell him, hey, what, what happened? Because, oh man, you're not going to believe it. I was coming from the room and this dude just started to have a heart attack right in front of me. And so I'm looking around. A maid comes up. She this sees is your him, favorite she her favorite story. Huh? <laughs> Is this, this is what? a bit dark if this is your favorite no, story. No, it's not. No. He's looking around. Them. He gets a maid. Maid comes up. She performs CPR on him. He gets up. He he survives. And she just rescues him. He survives. And push takes her cart and walks away. I'm like, damn, dude, that's a good story, man. So, so that's why you're late? No, man. I was late because I overslept. <laughs> so...
0: Oh, that's my, my favorite. I, that's my favorite. My LVO. favorite LVO story I can't tell on air. Val, what what would your be your favorite <laughs> LVO story to kind of wrap this up?
1: Oh, definitely playing the guy's entire family in round two. Uh, that was. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. You <laughs> yeah, let us. But I that told the
1: story. I think on here already. Yeah, on this elsewhere. show.
0: I think there's there's so many podcasts out there right now.
1: I don't understand how they drove the RV into the into the actual tournament hall, but it's impressive. Nice. it
0: is and they did some wonderful kettles from that uh, well Adam thank you so much for making time for us here especially <laughs> in this pleasure. super busy uh, month uh, go ahead plug yourself let people know where to find you and any other pertinent information they'll need to know for the month of January um,
2: well you can find me every every other Thursday on TFG radio which in, which in, actually includes three of the LVO judges myself uh, John Weirmaetler or Salty John everyone knows him and Danny Ruiz who is actually the judge for the shadow round. Usually um, we do a show. Is every that because
0: team. he's the newest judge? So you no. make him stay up till one in the morning. He just does it because <laughs> he
2: likes doing it. Um, he's actually judged as long as he, him and I are the two senior judges uh, that have been doing it the longest. Uh, John, John is uh, a year behind us. John mm-hmm. came the following year, um, but he does a shadow round. Uh, we're, we're on just about every other Thursday. And we'll, we talk about, you know, whatever's going on in 40K. And, and so we'll usually talk about tournaments and judge issues. So if you want an insight of how we do things, especially for like F front, how frontline does things in terms of like the judges, code of conduct, things like that, you can just give us a listen. I also do the uh, Saturday morning article, the GW Grognard article, which is just an article about whatever I feel like. It's usually GW related. Usually it starts with the sends. You know, it really grinds my gears. <laughs>
1: Kids love it, it's real popular on TikTok.
2: <laughs> but that one's every, every, every week. Um, but and then we also actually have a uh a, a lore based podcast called Pod Save the Imperium, and that's more of a um, how's that going? it's going pretty good we got a we got like a thousand downloads last month without putting out an episode so
1: amazing it's (laughs) that lore angle man yeah
2: yeah uh and that one is more of a lore discussion so we discuss certain points in in the in the fake history that is a 40k and discuss the merits of it of those decisions like the recent one was whether Gulliman should use the trader primar primar the trader primaris marines or not um, the one coming up has to do with Cripman and whether it's, it was a good idea to have the orcs and the Tyranids attack each other. No, no, it's it a, was not. <laughs> no. So it's it's <laughs> a, it's like a debate program, about about lore uh, lore lore in the 40k, and so people seem to like it. Well, that that sounds. Does, amazing. does Salty John seem to be having a good time on that one? He likes that one. He spearheads that one. I I he he's the MC for that one. So I just want him Sugar to be happy John
0: on that one. Sugary John, sugary John, want to be happy. Saccharine John, mm, little sweeter. Yeah. yeah, amazing.
2: Well, Adam, and, uh, thank you, thank I'll you so much for, for LVO. Yeah. Just everybody, remember to have your rules. Uh, rem- reminder that the mask mandates will be with whatever is with the required for the state, county, and city of Vegas. Um which is really the big thing for a lot of people at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And then the video, the video for the, uh, for all the, inf- all the pertinent information for OVO should be out soon. Amazing. And
0: guys, as yeah, I said, Vegas is not in the habit of wanting to lose a ton of money. So they're going to be as safe as they possibly can. Um, as uh, we said here, uh, bring your rules. It's a real simple thing, but make sure you bring your rules. Uh, make sure you follow all of the, the rules. Don't be a dick. Uh, I think the most important thing, Val, that you brought up here,
1: try as hard as you can
0: and then just be a try hard really just go to those mid tables find me and make my experience Uh, as miserable as possible roll them dice where
1: i can see them john nope nope that's what ruins are for
0: (laughs) guys uh we are going to be back next week as alveo month rolls on uh next week kicker uh signals from the front line and flg event consigliere i guess would be a yeah. thing val yeah. you did an italian accent earlier that that's probably as accurate as we're going to make it um he's going to be here to tell us about all of the fun things you can do at lvo uh, as well as just some stuff about flg events in general we're even going to have some ask val anything back again because we love the servile puppets so much and when you make richard do so much work uh, you have to use it more than <laughs> twice otherwise he gets sad
2: What's he doing uh, with me lately, lately?
0: but he certainly hasn't made you be able to move your arms or flip left right uh but for grim after dark uh i've been john uh thanks val uh thank you adam for coming on thank you tyler for oh, all of pleasure. the beeps you're gonna have to edit in the center there thanks val uh and then everyone else <laughs> uh we will be back next week and we will see you monday